new CBS Monday. Federal agents! Hands where we can see them! NCIS Hawaii is back. About to set it up! New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violent Island, you got here. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii, Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. The NFL draft record for most quarterbacks in the first round is six. Could the 2024 draft break that record? It is Friday, May 5th. This is the College Football Daily. I am Lance Glenn. While we may have only seen three quarterbacks go round one in this past draft, there's a pretty good chance we see more in the first round next year. Drake May, Caleb Williams, Quinn Ewers, on and on and on. I think the question isn't, will we have more than three, but will the next draft break the record of six that happened in 1983? Joining me to discuss a few of these prospects that could hear their name called early next draft is 24-7 Sports' Blake Brockemeyer. Blake, thanks so much for coming on. First and foremost, just looking back real quick to this past draft a week ago, did the three numbers surprise you? Was it shocking that Levis and Hooker specifically both ended up falling out of round one and we only saw Young, Stroud, and Richardson go in the first 31 picks? Well, I mean, Will Levis got so much hype. Whoever his, his PR director is, uh, needs to get a raise because they had everybody talking about him at one point being the number one overall pick. I never saw it from him. Uh, obviously, he's got a lot of talent, a lot of traits, strong arm, uh, tough kid, but got to be a little bit more than that to to be a first-round pick, in, in my opinion. But Anthony Richardson kind of broke that mold as well. So you never really know what everybody's looking for. I think Hooker had a probably a decent chance to maybe slide into the first round had he been healthy, had he not injured his knee in November. I think he'll be healthy as the season goes along, but he's in a great situation uh, where he got drafted. I think they both ended up in really good situations. So that's really the key. Uh, and I think, you know, both of them could potentially have pretty good careers. Obviously, the 2024 quarterback class is one that comes with a lot more hype than this past year's. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Quinn Ewers, uh, so on and so forth. You put out a nice article on 247sports.com detailing guys that could potentially go in round one next year. Let's look at a few of them, and let's start with the two guys at the top, Caleb Williams and Drake May. They both look to be number one, number two, depending on how you slot them. How do you kind of compare them against one another, though? Is there one that you prefer over the other? They have some similar traits, have some different ones. Both have shown that they can obviously produce at the college level. What do you think of Williams and May? And do you have a pick of someone you would favor early here in early here in uh, 2023 as we sit on May 4th? Yeah, it's, they're t- it's tough because they're both elite prospects. I mean, you, you kind of consider Williams a little bit more of the dual threat type quarterback, but Drake May ran for over 900 yards last year. So uh, they're both incredible prospects they're both going to go really high i would i I would assume that they would go one two in the draft kind of like this year's draft went uh we do need to see another season the body of work uh williams has a little bit more experience than may because he came in as a true freshman 
he, he's, he's kind of got that it factor, plays in a bigger program. And so they're both going to be incredible, incredible players, I think. Uh, May can make some crazy throws kind of, you know, across his body. But, you know, Williams can too. So I would give it to Williams now. But 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 I think Drake May uh, is going to definitely give him a run for their money. And I think it's a very similar situation to the Bryce Young debate and the C.J. Stroud debate that we had going in this year. I think there's pretty much no doubt in my mind that Bryce Young was the number one guy, but C.J. Stroud's pretty damn good, too, so it's, it's tough to differentiate between the two. Yeah, and of course, obviously, Young ended up going number one to Carolina. Stroud went number two to Houston, but there will be so much back and forth between these guys, obviously, as the season goes on, evaluating all of the games that they play. Obviously, Caleb Williams at USC and Drake May at UNC, and it's going to be really interesting as we get closer and closer to next year's NFL draft, sort of where they sit and sort of who's leaning number one, who's leaning number two, so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I think one thing that, that's interesting to me is that May's got a new offensive coordinator in Chip Lindsey this year. Phil Long goes off to Wisconsin, so that will be something to keep an eye on. You know, when when, when Tyler Van Dyke lost uh, Rhett Lashley to SMU, that really, it, it, his play seemed to really be affected by that. So that could affect May. And then, you know, Williams has a plethora of riches at USC with, with Cliff Kingsbury there now. Lincoln Riley's obviously developed multiple first pick in the draft uh, and first round quarterback. So uh, he's kind of got the advantage of having that. And, and we'll see what Chip Lindsay can do to, to kind of elevate Drake May's game. So that's obviously the biggest debate, right? Moving forward into next season, who's going to go number one? Who's going to be number two, whether it's Caleb Williams or Drake May? There are obviously quarterbacks further down the list that could see their way into the first round. One of them I want to bring up was a potential first round pick or was a projected first round pick, I should say, a couple of years ago. That's Spencer Rattler. Now, obviously, at the time when he was a projected first round pick, potential first overall pick, he was at Oklahoma. Now at South Carolina, had an up and down season with the Gamecocks last year, started pretty down at the beginning of the season, but then really rose up towards the end of the season. Do you think the way he finished towards the end of the season has kind of helped him rebuild his draft stock of sorts and rebuild his image maybe to a point where, look, if he has a successful year this coming season, he could find himself going round one next draft. Well, if he, if he, if he, you know, starts off the way he finished, there's definitely a possibility. I, I would say it's, it's a real long shot in my opinion, but the way he played the, the last few games of the season really surprised me personally. Uh, he, he, he too has a new offensive coordinator that, that has a lot of NFL experience. So uh, maybe that will help. I think his confidence has to be boosted uh, by the way he finished the season. So if you're not a confident player at any level in football, uh, you're not going to have a lot of success. So maybe this will springboard him to having a really big season. Uh, He's got to cut down on the turnover. Uh, He has way too many uh, turnovers for for a quarterback, and and that's something that uh, he has to improve on. And, you know, just his numbers generally as the season started to, to, you know, nearly the end of the season weren't overly impressive but but we'll see how he does this year there's always a new year and you know he was a hype hyped up guy a few years ago going into his third year at Oklahoma to be the first pick in the draft and to win the Heisman Trophy so he obviously has some credibility with the NFL uh, executives and the people that that scout the NFL so you know we'll see how if he can do it this year but he's going to have to uh, improve a lot yeah I think the talent's there obviously the talent's there but of course consistency uh, is something 
something that needs to be figured out with him. But like you said, maybe his end of the season could help springboard a positive beginning to 2023 for both Rattler as well as the Gamecocks. And that could see him potentially make his way into the first round of next year's draft. One guy I want to bring up. So in your article, you mentioned two guys that were locks to be first round picks. Obviously, that's Caleb Williams and Drake May. One guy you didn't have as a lock, but you had right below them is Quinn Ewers. Why didn't you have him as a lock? Because I think a lot of people could argue that, look, of course, he has to put it on the field next season. But a lot of people would argue that he should be up there with Williams and May as one of those locks to hear their names called on, on day one. Well, he should be. But did you watch him play last year? It wasn't overly impressive. Uh, he had three games last year against Oklahoma State, TCU, and Baylor, where he was really bad. And uh, he started off the season uh, looking great. I mean, the Alabama game before he got injured, I thought we'd, we were seeing one of the best quarterbacks that, that we'd seen in a long time. But he got injured. His mechanics got off. He was sailing the ball. Really had a tough time throwing the ball in tight windows most of the season. He did a good job of hitting guys, you know, wide opens. Coach Sark does a good job of scheming guys up and Texas has a ton of talent uh, to throw the ball to. So, you know, he has all the the advantages that you would want. Texas has a pretty stacked team uh, offensively this year. I think they're going to have a a really good offense, Uh, but he's going to have to execute better and and play better. And, uh, you know, he looks motivated. Coach Sark's already named him the starter for the season. Uh, He's lost some weight. He's cut his mullet. He seems focused. He really has to have a great year this year because, you know, with Arch Manning behind him, Malik Murphy's had a had a really good spring. Uh, I mean, the, it could be interesting for him and Austin if he doesn't perform this year because uh, you know he's really kind of has to do it this year. So I think he will, uh, but I need to see it first because last year uh, I was not impressed, and it was also his first year playing. So you have to give him that benefit of the doubt as well. So uh, hopefully he'll put it all together this year, uh, and he'll have a, a, a big a big platform, a big stage uh, when they play Alabama early in the season. Yeah, you make a good point. Last year really was like his first season. I know obviously he enrolled early at Ohio State, but at this past year or during this past year at Texas, he was as old as really any true freshman would be because he skipped a year of high school to go to Ohio State. And with the Buckeyes only played really a handful of plays here and there. So it's not like he got a ton of experience on the field in Columbus. So you'd hope that another year in the system would would sort of help Quinn and, and maybe make him a lock as the season goes on. Yeah, well, the big mistake that he made was he enrolled at Ohio State state in August, which, I mean, he missed all of all of spring football. So if you're going to enroll, the worst time to enroll as a freshman is in August. You want to get there early, go through spring football, get accustomed to the, uh, the, the, the practices, the way that they operate, the way that they, you know, the way they run their program. So when you show up at the last second, you're not going to really get the benefit of that. So uh, that was a big mistake on his part. He should have played his last year in high school. And then, you know, when you go in as a, as a, as a, you know, one of the highest paid players on the team and you haven't done anything, I think that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. So hopefully he'll put it all together this year. I think he's got obviously got incredible talent, incredible arm, can make all the throws, you know, do everything that the NFL, you know, wants you to do. But at some point you have to do it on the field. And so uh, we'll see this season if he can do it on the field or not. Yeah, a lot of attention, a lot of pressure on Quinn Ewers heading into this 2023 season at Texas. So Blake, I'll let you go on this one down the list have quite a few dark horses that could potentially find their way into the first round as well. Sam Hartman, 
Riley Leonard. You put a guy like JJ McCarthy on there as well, and and many more that I'm not naming. Who are one or two that that you really you know that that really caught your eye that you say, sure, I have them in the dark horse category, but if they put together a really successful season on the field, they can find themselves they can find themselves, excuse me, within the top 32. Well, I think Bo Nix is an interesting uh, guy to keep an eye on. I mean, Bo Nix gets a lot of flack, you know, good Bo Nix, bad Bo Nix, but he's played a ton of football at a high level, you know, a big stage at Auburn, uh, is an incredible athlete, does not give get the credit that he deserves uh, just as an athlete in general. And, you know, he had a crazy productive season last year at, at or- Oregon under Kenny Dillingham. So I would expect him to do well. He has a new offense offensive coordinator and Will Stein from uh, UTSA. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. But, you know, if he can avoid turning the ball over, can keep his accuracy, can, can keep developing. Uh, it seems like he's having a good time at Oregon. I think he's a, a guy that, that is is what the NFL is going to, a guy that can that can throw the ball on the move, that can extend plays with his feet, can run when needed, and, and he's an accurate passer. He's a guy that that I would keep an eye on. And then the, the, the real X factor who I would never have ever thought would even be in this conversation is Joe Milton at Tennessee. I mean, he's he hasn't played a ton. He's got all the intangibles that Anthony Richardson had, and so you look, you I kind of compare those two, and he's got a lot of traits that I think are going to be appealing to a lot of NFL teams. He's 6'5", 245. I mean, he's a huge person. When I visited Michigan in 2019, I had a coach tell me without me even asking that he goes, see that kid over there? He goes, that kid's going to win a Heisman Trophy someday. And I was like, well, who is that? Where is he? And he's like, oh, he's Joe Milton. He's from Florida. And so he, he has got you know, a lot of talent. So the great thing for him and the biggest difference between him and Anthony Richardson to me is, is in, in Josh Heupel's, you know, choice tempo offense, Tennessee is going to throw the football a ton and, and he is going to have to consistently, you know, beat teams in the air because that's what they do. They run quarterback draw. They want to run the ball as well. But, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson at Florida was, was, was not going to, going to rely on throwing the football a ton uh, to win games where, where Joe Milton will have to do that in the SEC for them to have success. So if he can do that with, with the frame that he's got, the talent he's got, I mean, he he's definitely uh, someone to keep an eye on as a dark horse because Anthony Richardson went fourth in the draft, someone that I was not real high on and still not real high on. Joe Milton has a chance to, to, to do that. You know, maybe not quite the, the freak athlete that, that Richardson was, but he's going to have to to throw the football and that's what's going to be something to keep an eye on in, in my opinion yeah so much to look forward to and so much to keep an eye on with all these potential first round quarterbacks and make sure to check out blake's piece over at 247sports.com blake thanks so much for joining me really appreciate it remember to give us a five-star rating and a review on apple Podcasts, and of course head on over to the 247 sports youtube channel and click that subscribe button so for blake brockermeyer i am lance glenn thanks for listening to the college football daily and have a good weekend Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. 
If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy.